You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author Constance Arnold delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, you know who I am, right? I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am broadcasting from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, and I am so excited that you have joined me from all over the world today. And I can say, as I do every week with all of the faith and belief on the inside of me, that I believe that your life will never, ever be the same again after listening to this show today. Well, uh, it is a beautiful, uh, sunny day uh, here in Atlanta. It is hot. But uh, I am so grateful. You know, it's so interesting. I talked to someone yesterday who lives in Australia, and they are in the <clears> middle. <throat> they're in the middle of winter, and uh, here, here we are in hot Atlanta, hot, and you know they're in the middle of winter, and that always amazes me about the splendor and the wonder of God. Well, my very f- special guest today is a uh, Mr. Rashid Edwards, and we're going to be talking about that wonderful mind, why the mind matters, and how can we use our mind uh, in our manifestations and creating our dreams and desires. So before I uh, bring on Rashid, let me just remind you, if you have a wonderful manifestation story, email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and let me hear that story. I would love to have you come on the air and share that. And the reason that I say that is because theory And teaching is one thing, but you know, it's something very powerful about hearing a testimony, about hearing somebody else's experience. So no matter how small you think it is, email me and let's chat. Also, make sure you visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. All of you guys know I would love to coach you just this week. Um... I received two new clients and, you know, I do have a new coaching installment package, which will afford you more accessibility and more access to coaching with me. So check it out while you're on my website. And remember, you can always hit that red donate button. And Peter Adams is still offering his... Uh, offer in the U.S. for anyone who makes a $20 donation to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So let's go to these quick commercials, and then I'm going to be right back. Are you planning a motivational or training event for your company or organization? Look no further. Constance Arnold is an experienced, dynamic, and inspirational speaker and trainer. Constance has helped thousands and has a proven track record of 25 years as a keynote and leadership trainer for both private and public sector. Constance provides the latest cutting-edge breakthrough transformational principles that will align with your organization's vision. 
participants will receive specific how-tos for both personal and professional empowerment. Contact Constance and partner with her to begin creating your next successful event. Her website is www.fulfillingyourpurpose.com and email is Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, I'm back. And uh, as I said earlier, I'm really grateful and excited about uh, my next guest, uh, Rashid Edwards. He is an author. He's a mind coach. He's an expert on the mind and the subconscious. But more importantly, Rashid was one of the guest speakers that I invited last year to come to my Success from the Inside Out conference. And how can I say this? I could have invited anybody. Of course, James Powers was partnering with me. But I wanted Rashid because I knew that he has a powerful understanding and a wonderful way of explaining and sharing how-tos about the subconscious. He's a very humble man. He's a very smart man, uh, has a beautiful wife, and I don't know how many children. I think one child. Um, But anyway, we're blessed to have him, and he's going to be talking about the mind. So Rashid Edwards, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me back. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. (laughs) It's a great day to be alive. It is. And I love your voice, Rashid. I had to say that up front. (laughs) Whenever, I know you're a married man, but whenever uh, you record, (laughs) I always get these messages from women all over the world saying, Oh my God. Okay, I heard something. What was that? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I really uh, love a Rashid Edwards' voice. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're talking about how the mind matters. And um, that was kind of like a, a play on words um, in terms of, you know, our minds are the portals to our creative potential. And so when I'm saying how the mind matters, I'm essentially saying how the mind takes things from uh, concept or ideation into physical manifestation. See what I mean, audience? I, I love the way you, you put that. So basically, we're going to be teaching folks some how-tos of really how to use their mind. Yes, we're going to get to um, some of the some of the nuts and bolts of what's going on under the hood and um, how to get ourselves in optimum state so that we are able to create. Okay, so where do you want to start? What do you want? What what do you want to share with listeners? Okay, well, I'll start off with. um, So there are three, three main concepts that I 
initially thought of when I was considering, you know, this topic. Um, the three main concepts I was looking at was the concept of relaxation and ease. Um, then there's also purposeful living and the attention and intention um, concept, how attention and intention work together uh, to help us in our creative potential. So the, you know, when we talk about, as, as your show says, think, believe and man manifest, mm -hmm. we're looking at how our minds are working, what, you know, what creative potential we have. And it kind of reminds me of a couple of scriptures, um, one of which is, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's, that. that's a very important concept because it, it's saying, as a man thinketh in his heart, which is, there's been research that kind of broke down the fact that, so our, our we respond to our environment. And oftentimes, uh, and in fact, not oftentimes, but what research has shown is that your heart responds to things before your mind responds to things, or before your brain responds. And so in our being intentional creators, we kind of have to marry the heart and mind together or find our heart and mind on the same wavelength, which some people refer to as heart-mind coherence. And so what that looks like is when you're having a thought, you know, when, when people talk about frequencies and energies, mm -hmm. so heart-mind coherence is when your heart and your mind are resonating at the same frequency. So you feel what you're thinking, you feel in that manner. Mm -hmm. And that's a very important concept in, you know, thinking, believing and manifesting our our, our realities that's profound uh you know and so rashid is that why a lot of the experts say it's the feeling oh absolutely the thought absolutely and, and it is the feeling because what happens is you can go into uh let's say a meditation and in meditation you're not well there are different ways of meditating one of the most profound ways of meditating is when you when you get to a state of kind of that equanimity and you're having a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the words and the mantras are used to kind of subdue your mind, subdue that thinking process. But once you get past the thinking process, it's the actual feeling of what you're doing that is most profound and that has the the greatest um, the greatest manifestation on you, which leads you to another of the scriptures um, that I, I, I've been hearing somewhere kind of a lot recently. And it's that John 1 and 14 and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Now, all respect to um, <laughs> James Powers. This is not my lane, mm -hmm. but this scripture, it, it's been speaking to me this week and I've been meditating on that. Mm -hmm. And so 
when we're meditating, it's kind of, this is essentially what's happening in our meditations, or this is the goal of our meditations, is to make the word flesh. And so it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. So grace is favor. Truth is being in accordance with reality or, or being of, of truth and, and, and actuality. But what it's saying is, is that you can get to a place in your meditation, and I kind of credit Greg Braden has given me the, the first concept of this, this, the word being made flesh, is that there are different prayers. You know, you can pray supplication and, and request things, but then there's an actual type of prayer where you're praying the existence of something. And again, this one is uh, it, it's synonymous or uh, analogous, I should say, to this meditation where you're getting in such a state that you're becoming something in your meditation and you're transcending your physical reality at that point and moving and shifting into another reality. And what makes that such a great and profound deal is that Again, when we're going into our, our mind and our meditation, this is our creative potential. And so what you're doing is now you're moving into the space of potentiality. Mm. Now, what I mean by that is so in your metaphys in, in your meditation, you're shifting into a place of, of peace and calm. And this is where we're most capable of creating. See, when we're when we're in stress, stressful situations and we're when we're perpetually doing, oftentimes it's not suited for creating. But when we get in that space of, of ease, when we get in that, that space of, of peace, calm, tranquility and easiness, we're at a scientifically we're at a brainwave frequency that kind of connects us to our creative potential. And so that's what happens when, when we get in that space and we're marrying attention and intention. We're shifting into a space where now the word is being made flesh, full of grace and truth. My God, that is so profound. And so for listeners, the first, the first, I, I know you said you had a couple of concepts. So, for listeners, is getting into that space of relaxation and ease yes. through meditation. Is is that it right there? Um, it, it can be achieved not only through meditation, but that's that's a form that I espouse. But it's also attainable through things like yoga. In in fact, so some of us are able to kind of sit down and get into that space easier and most of us are capable of doing that easier through just sitting being quiet but then there are some of us who are very active people and who are very um i guess um cognitively charged where we're we're always our minds are always moving we're always doing things and so for for those of us who are inclined to 
be perpetually moving. It it helps when we do things like yoga and and um, have walks in nature and things like that. Um, and in fact, I actually entered into a meditative state just um, just yesterday when I woke up like um, five thirty and did an early morning walk. And as I was walking. You know, I was paying attention to my breath and listening to uh, um, relaxation audio. And it was just, it was, <laughs> it was kind of surreal because all of a sudden things that had never come to me before just were kind of happening. Um, and, and it was, <laughs> like I said, it was surreal. Like birds weren't flying away and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm walking up on birds and stuff and, I saw a fox. <laughs> oh my God, you were really in a meditative state. Well, you know, that you know, that's interesting, Rashid, because you know, I walk in my subdivision and I always have my headsets on and headset on. And then I just felt one day the spirit said, Take that off and experience nature. And like you, I was like, Okay, the wind is blowing. I hear birds chirping. And, you know, I I feel you on that one. And so it's so important to listeners to really get into that relaxed, ease state so that they. So are you saying that that's one way that that they can begin to uh, begin that whole manifestation process by doing that? Oh, yes, yes. And like I said, I prefer and most of us there's a higher percentage of us who can sit and meditate and actually reach and achieve those states. But then there are those of us who just aren't sitting, you know, type of people. They have to do things and, and move and, and do things through emotion expression, whether it's walking in nature, um, doing martial arts, doing yoga, things like that walking on the beach. They have to be in motion to have the experience. That's powerful. So what's another concept that listeners can begin to utilize? So this, this, um, and let me just go back to uh, relaxation just a little bit because there's, there's an important concept that kind of sits at the base or the foundation of this. So I was saying relaxation um, is is very important. Relaxation and ease. And the reason I say that is because the opposite of relaxation is stress or dis-ease. And I was introduced to this concept of dis-ease um, when I was in college. I read a book. Uh, I think the book was called African Holistic Health. And it kind of gave this concept of disease, but it wasn't speaking in terms of, you know, when we think of disease, it's something oftentimes we look upon as something that's going to kill us or it's fatal or whatever. But it gave this this idea that disease or dis-ease is something that's going on with you psychologically and physiologically where you are no longer at ease, you're no longer at a, a state of peace or equanimity. And when you leave that state of peace or equanimity for a long time, 
your body starts to have a response to it. And so it starts to play out in you, in your physiology in terms of dis-ease. So you'll have a dis-ease or a disease in a particular organ system. And it it is relative to something that has stressed or placed a high demand on a particular area of your life and now is now playing out physiologically in your body. And so when you think about that, it kind of gives a, another turn on disease. And so disease doesn't necessarily have to be something that becomes a terminating point, but dis-ease can be looked upon as something that is a, a milestone or a marker letting you know that there's an imbalance that needs to be attended to. And so when you kind of look at that concept, it's not, it doesn't have so much foreboding and negative connotation because it gives the idea of, okay, it's a signal. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's the end, but it's a signal. If you're being mindful and being attentive to yourself, then you see these signals and now you're able to respond to the signals in a, a proper way to be able to, you know, begin your reformation. And so through the process of shifting back towards ease and relaxation, you're able to be mindful, you're able to be aware and, and process what's going on within your universe, your personal universe and the universe at large. And so that's, that's kind of when, when we're talking about the relaxation and ease concept, relaxation is actually medically now being termed a condition, uh, the relaxation response. Dr. I think Herbert Benson wrote a book about the relaxation response. And essentially what it's saying is, is that when you get into a certain space of relaxation, um, your, your body quiets, your mind quiets and, and comes to a state of calmness. Now you're able to experience blissful states, your body is releasing endorphins and oxytocin and melatonin and so forth. And now what's happening is your body is shifting back to a, a space and a place where you're actually now at a heightened state of, of possibility. And that's kind of really what it's all about is that when you get into certain states, now there's more available to you by way of your thinking, believing, and manifesting. So true. My God, hey, you almost put me in a meditative state just sharing that. <laughs> well, what's, what's another concept you want to share with listeners? Purposeful living. Um, I can't say enough about purposeful living. Purposeful living, and, and, and I'm saying that because, you know, I, I often rewrite my goals and, and reflect on things that I've accomplished and things that I'm looking forward to. And I've, I've re rearranged, I've come to a better understanding now of what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. And so with that understanding of your purpose and when you start shifting into purposeful li living, that, what can I say? It's, it's kind of like, there was a quote that I read that said something to the effect of 
I'm so grateful for the purpose that is living me. Mm. And when I read that, it was, you know, one of those things that kind of stopped me in my tracks because it was basically, you know, kind of alluding to, you know, when you're, when you're in a state of purpose, it's a higher calling that is driving you and propelling you to do the things that you're doing. And oftentimes, you know, you're not coming from a place or a space of yourself, but you're coming from a higher space, you know, something that's just greater than you. And purposeful living, what it'll do is it'll it'll align us with our resources. And when I when I say our resources, I'm talking about internally first and then externally. So internally, we're all born with the innate ability to perceive and to function in such a way that makes us capable of, of seeing and doing things. But oftentimes, you know, when we have challenges or setbacks, it turns our attention away from our resourcefulness and kind of helps us to hone in on how unresourceful we are. But it's natural for us to be resourceful. There are a lot of things that are innate and natural for us. Healing is a natural concept. That's why we require so much sleep, because there is a certain phase of brainwave function and, and activity in our body during our sleep that actually promotes the regeneration of cells and the repair of our bodies. And so, you know, just like when we were children, you know, we could be playing outside, running through briar patch or, you know, roughhousing or whatever. We get scratches and things that we don't even pay attention to until we get in the shower that night and we're stinking. Right. <laughs> but a couple of days later, you know, that little cut or bruise or whatever turned into a, a scab and it healed. Nothing we did, you know, consciously, yet our bodies innately equipped to heal itself. And so that, you know, that's on a smaller level, but even on a macro level, you know, every seven to nine years, I think, more or less, we've regenerated everything in our bodies. Mm. So when you think about the fact that your body is a new almost every, you know, seven to nine years, then we, we should think about, okay, if we're regenerating our bodies and what thought goes into this and what are we taking back into our bodies that maybe we should be changing. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and so I love what you said. Purposeful living really puts us in contact with the powerful riches that are on the inside of us because most people are looking outside for riches and resources absolutely yes and and to to bring that point back home too um just like you said many of us we're not even aware that we have these resources inside and so something is as simple as perceiving things hmm. You know, they say whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And essentially, it's it's telling you, it, it according to how you think about something, you're going to be right because you're going to believe it. And so, 
how much differently would we all be if we, you know, realize that we have this power of perception and power of thought and we could now consider things that work in our favor and we could now begin to ask ourselves questions that would relate to how we rebuild ourselves and how we push ourselves towards a positive reformation. Because what we tend to do is, you know, just like when we have a situation going on, we go to the doctor and the doctor tells us, well, this is going on and that's going on. Then that becomes a prognosis for destruction because now we've kind of advocated our potential and put it, place it in the hands of the doctors. And so whatever the doctors say, we believe. But in actuality, again, we have the potential to direct our energies and our resources, to tap into our internal resources and find those things that help fortify us and strengthen us. So even if we have to deal with the medical approach, we still have our own perspective on it and all isn't lost. And again, purposeful living, it aligns us with those resources. So it, it almost in a sense kind of depersonalizes certain things in a sense that, again, now it's not just about you individually and what you're doing, but it's about the greater good. And oftentimes that helps us because we might not think that we're personally capable of doing certain things, but it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, when we, kind of lean back on the creator and, and, and we're asking, you know, we're asking the divine to kind of intercede on our behalf. That's kind of what purposeful living is, is like it's calling on those things that are greater than us to help move us and push us in the direction that we were purposed to do. And we all come into this life with at least one, one work that is slated for us particularly, if not multiple. And, you know, let me inject something here because uh, I can hear listeners say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. And I just want to say spirit, God, all that there is, is always, you know, on our side and really unfolding to us many times, uh, layer up on layer about who we are and who we should be and what we should be doing in the earth realm. And so I want people to even relax in that, knowing that their purpose will unfold in their life so that they can, you know, just really have that kind of purposeful inner living. And and another note, I love that there are riches on the inside of us. Perception, you know, and perspective is, is rich, is wealth. And that's something that I'm glad that uh, you're sharing so that people can really understand that all manifestation begins on the inside first. Yes, Mm ma'am. It's a yes. It's it's an inside game. It is. It is. Okay. Wow. You're so profound, Rashid. I'm listening to you and sort of mesmerized as you're sharing this truth. And uh, you have such a... You're, you're living it and you know it, but the way you explain it 
to listeners, I can just hear people sort of buzzing around saying, yes, I get that. And I, I have a different perspective on that. So what's another uh, component that you want to share with us about our mind? So it is the the combination of attention and intention. Ooh, and good. So I've, I've for quite some time, I've kind of been stating that your your mind is the the mental portal is the, the mind is the portal of creation and your mind by way of your attention and your intention that combination is the greatest source of currency that we have because essentially it is creation and I'm, I'm sure you've read countless books that will will attest to the fact that, you know, a, a, a business or a job is the lowest form of, of creation, whereas your mind and what's stored in your mind is the highest form of resource and creative potential that you have. And so for me, there is no currency that exceeds that which is in our minds because it is the well from which spring all other currencies. And so, you know, I, I just like to kind of encourage people to, to pay attention to their attention and their intention and, and how these two work together. So your attention is essentially what you're lending your energy to. Your intention is the reason or the purpose that you're lending your energy to something. So when you put those two together, attention and intention in a focused manner, and I came up with this acronym okay. <laughs> called FAKE, F-A-I-C-C. You know how people say fake it till you make it. Uh -huh. Well, it's, it's focused attention and intention consistently and continually i like that and, this, and so, and, and so are, you're saying that attention and intention is one of the highest forms of currency that people have on the inside of them that they can begin to spend absolutely you know um at the conclusion of star trek episodes you would often, I think the saying at the end of the episode was something like space, the final frontier. And I kind of adopted the saying that the mind is the frontier. Mm. Forget about space and all that other stuff. Your mind, because your mind is actually your tool for experiencing and perceiving anything. It's the, it's the tool for everything that exists in your universe. Without the mind, you don't see hear, smell, touch, or taste, which are our senses that help us make sense of our environment and ourselves. Your mind is also what is attributed to we as humans being considered the highest form of creation. Now, whether or not that's true could be debatable. However, your mind is what allows you to be able to make choice, which is said not to exist among the other animals, and it's the it also affords us the ability to be aware of ourselves, which is another thing that they say does not exist 
in other animals and what makes us the higher form of creation. So your mind is is the the epicenter of all that is for you and me. So when we marry attention and intention, and that makes that makes a real difference. There it have does. been so there have been different types of data and research that suggests that you could get someone to be doing okay. I, I read something one time where it said that there were people who were um, doing the same types of physical activities as people who were working out to lose weight. Mm -hmm. These people were essentially burning as many calories and doing the same things that people who go to gyms were doing to work out, but their results weren't the same until they had the intention of losing weight and being healthier. Mm. And then what was maybe a, a 10% quotient of change became something more along the lines of 40 and 50% change because now they married intention to what they were doing. So again, your attention, you know, what you're giving your energy to, what you are turning your mind towards and what you are seeing in your your mental dashboard and then your intention the reason for turning your mental dashboard towards that creates um, what what is responsible for collapsing the wave in quantum physics and we remember and again this this speaks to the importance of your mind once again so we learned in quantum physics that there are two types of, of energy. There is the unseen or potential energy, and then there's the seen or physical energy. Um, in the unseen form, it's what we call the wave. And in the physical or seen form, it's what we call the particle. And so in the double slit experiment, one of the biggest things that um, was you know, spoken of in terms of quantum mechanics or quantum physics at that time was that when the researcher or the experimenter looked for the particular um, wave, they found it wherever they looked, but it also collapsed that wave into a particle. So it went from when, when consciousness was there, the wave transitioned into physical particle form. And so that essentially says that, one, we change things just by observing them. But secondly, when we change a thing, we cause it to go. When we observe, when we give our attention and our intention to something, we cause it to be made manifest. Profound. I heard Oprah Winfrey say that intention rules the world and that intention it would, should be the number one priority that we have in life. And just hearing you share that is so profound. You know, I was, I was having a conversation with my wife the other day, and we were just talking about social media. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that, you know, of course, there is good and bad in everything, and there needs to be balance. Um, however, 
oftentimes what happens with people is they get caught up in a bunch of different distractions that don't really help them find personal fulfillment. And what we're seeing in terms of social media is that people are having these <laughs> oftentimes false experiences and they really get caught up in how people respond to them. And there, this is, is such like a weird phenomena because social media does several things. It, it connects people who really wouldn't likely or otherwise be connected. And it gives people a platform of communication that doesn't really require real communication skills. And so it's kind of, it, it bypasses a lot of the normal things that would be required for interpersonal communication and interaction. And so it just drops you right in the pocket of <laughs> what's going on. And so I actually had an experience, you know, a few years ago where I was making a joke with my wife on social media and someone came to chastise me about it. And it was the weirdest thing because it was a joke that she and I shared, mm -hmm. you know, but the fact that someone would come chastise me personally and tell me, you know, what I should or should not do. It, it just was like, OK, yeah, this is this is a bit too much. But then, you know, when we look at it today, you see people kind of broadcast everything about their lives on social media and it's more or less for other people to see and to acknowledge one way or another. And there is good and bad in that, you know, because the, the good in it is that, okay, yeah, you, you're reaching out and you're finding and connecting to people and you're expanding your tribe, so to speak. But the bad in it is that it's leading you further and further away from yourself. Nothing but the truth. And if you're truly intentional, you really have to watch yourself because you could click on one link that takes you to another link that takes <laughs> you to another link. And then before you know it, it's, it's, it's uh, half of the day has passed and right. you, you, you haven't accomplished anything. So, and so Rashid, for listeners out there in the time that we have left, how can people begin to use these principles that you shared you know possibly if some people have had feel like they've had problems in manifesting their dreams how can they connect what you shared uh in the with the manifestation and law of attraction process one of the one of the good things that people can do is the first thing in the morning start out with the notion of what what feels good for them and what they feel like they can get out of the day and kind of make a make a plan for your day. Mm -hmm. And in your in your early morning uh, ritual, start well, create a ritual of prayer or meditation in which, you know, you you kind of have the experience beforehand of what your day is going to be like write it down and hold on to that feeling and that intention and try to push it through through your whole day you know so 
we generally feel good after we pray or after we meditate mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, if, if we're praying, we're, if we are praying, we should be walking out of our prayer expecting that it's done. Same with meditation. What we should be walking out of our meditation is the experience that it's done. And so in doing so, when we write that down, you know, as the um, comedic saying goes, pray, then move your feet. So after we get, of our, get out of our prayer, we have to hold on to that intention and move in accordance with that intention. And I know that's a lot, oftentimes a lot harder <laughs> or yeah. easier said than done, but it's the mindful approach of, okay, this is how I started my day and this is what I need to do to complete it and to see it through. And what else can people do who feel like, wow, I really have this dream, but I feel stuck and the law of attraction just is not working for me. What else can you share with people? Well, by virtue of the fact that it's a law, it works. It so does. what we may have to do is we may have to shift our perspective. But in terms of what we can do, um, again, one of those things that I'm a big proponent of is, is getting in connection with your purpose. So what is your purpose? Begin to ask the divine, you know, have those inner talks with yourself, you know, ask the creator, ask the divine, what is my purpose? Oftentimes you'll see that there are particular things that you're better suited for. You're very skilled at, or that you can do without even trying that a lot of people perhaps can't. Or you feel that you're, you know, you know, you know that you're inclined a particular way. For me, I understand better that, you know, my purpose is to help people move towards personal transformation because I've been endowed with the ability to be able to understand concepts and kind of see how they work in my mind and then see how other people can use them and see how I'm personally able to use them. So I understand my purpose a lot better through that. And so with understanding your purpose and walking in your purpose, your purpose will help you manifest so many different things because it's just a, a fringe benefit or a byproduct. You know, it's kind of like maybe your purpose is, to have better health or to help people become healthy. And so you show it by, by things that you do. So you might be a, a personal fitness trainer or whatever, but you're showing that you're fit and it's helping others to see that there is a concept of being fit. And it's just, you know, it's a byproduct of your purpose. You know, your purpose is to help people be fit and you're walking in your purpose and you're showing, you know, the proof of it. So, Rashi, do you feel that people should set an intention and then put their attention on it? Absolutely. That's what that uh, that early morning meditation thing I was speaking of. Okay. It's, it's it's setting your intention for the day. So you're you know you you set it. You turn your attention towards it in your meditation, and then you set your intention towards it throughout the day. And so when you set your attention and your intention and you you find that space of of heart, mind coherence, then you're better able to manifest and create the things of your desires. 
And then you also, what what um, I would also say with regard to that is is that you have to be expecting and looking for examples of it showing up in your life. Oh, that's and, good. And you'll see it. You'll see it um, in different synchronicities. I've I've had some of the most off the wall synchronicities in the last six months. Um, but you know, I was listening to what you were saying about um, sharing uh, something about manifestation, and I always like share this with my wife because I remind her I did it intentionally. Now this was about fifteen years ago um, when we had like first gotten. We were newlyweds, more or less. We were a couple years into our marriage, and I told her that I had an influence, uh, someone who was very important to me early on in my in my earlier years, in like high school, and I hadn't seen that person for about ten years. So I told her I was like, I'm, I'm going to. I haven't seen this person in over ten years, and. I'm setting an intention right now that I will see this person soon. Mm. And I created that that intention and uh, it might have been maybe a little over a year later, I was with my wife and we were at a bookstore and I ran into this individual out of the blue. Yeah, and that's a great example. I call it living a lifestyle of expectancy. So, you know, Rashi, you know, so every day get up when you leave that place of meditation or rewriting your goals or or prayer or whatever it is throughout the day. You are expecting for the spirit to, you know, open up your eyes or bring things across your pathway or give you an idea or Oh, you're expecting something. You're just not going through your day like, oh, my God, I got to drive in this Atlanta traffic. We know how Atlanta traffic is, right? Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> OMG, we're not going to talk about that. But just wake up with the lifestyle of expectancy and just that one intention that you're putting your attention on. I'm expecting something today. I'm expecting my highest good to begin to unfold. It's a very powerful principle and concept that I use. Yes, and you know, we can kind of look at things like you know, life is a gift and Mm -hmm. let's look at it like it's, it's just a journey that you know, let's see what unfolds. Let's, let's have optimism and expectancy and let's just you know, instead of looking at whatever the challenges are as, as setbacks, problems and hurdles, just, you know, allow them to be and let them be, I don't know, mile markers or things that, you know, we just set aside. We see them, we accept them, we grant them be and we move on and we look for, you know, the, the good in life and we cherish the experiences because we've all been through something. But think about how much better we've become now that we've had that experience. If for nothing else, you know, you can brag about all the things that you've gone through. But I'm saying take the power back, empower yourself and understand that, you know, all of these things are things that come to work for your benefit, regardless of 
whether you perceive them as problems or or things that help you become more resourceful, they are the things that help you move through this journey. So true. And, you know, and we don't have time for this, but it's really uh, tapping into the whole inner riches of joy. I'm going to yes. be joyful during the process. Once again, that's, that's just like a gold mine. So all of you can see how and why I chose Rashid to come and speak at my conference last year. I mean, he just has this inner game just so profoundly uh, grafted into who he is that he can really explain it and break it down. So Rashid, in these last minutes, do you have a special promotional gift or package for, that you want to offer to people? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, for your listeners, I have the, uh, what is it, a 45-minute purpose consultation. So okay. what I'll do is, is I will sit with your audience members who go to my website, which is mentalinfinity.com, and hit the contact us button and just refer to the show, Consciousness Think, Believe, and Manifest show, and the free consultation, and we'll set it up to where um, you get a 45-minute consultation on purpose. Now, again, this is a free consultation. So we really have to come with, you know, with our, our, our thinking caps on yeah, um, and, and really ready to do work. And outside of that, if you want to continue coaching with me, you can. But we'll start the process off. But this is only you. for your listeners. <laughs> well, hey, look, I might take advantage of that myself because, Rashid, I love that you are analytical. You think things through. Uh, you take people step by step, uh, et cetera. And, and so I'm going I'm to ask listeners to really see this as a grace gift from God through Rashid to you and for those of you who are like I don't know what my purpose is and I don't know what to do then you can contact him yes. so so how gracious of you so so Rashid in these last three minutes what would be parting words that you would like to share with listeners all over the world today um just follow your follow your own inner inner guide you know we've all been blessed to have a particular imprint or a particular um, gift that is ours and that we are meant to bring into fruition in this in this existence follow that and work and push towards your expression of that and everything else will fall into place well you know that's nothing but the truth and God has given us this great mind, you know, that that all of us can use. So no matter what your circumstances might be right now, you know, just like Rashid said, if you would just begin to implement these uh, three concepts that he shared, what would your life be like? What experiences can you create just by tapping into these 
three concepts. I know I am, Rashid, at a deeper level. You know, it's the middle of the year and I would take this um, recording and I would listen to it over and over and over again uh, until it penetrated my spirit and my subconscious. And Rashi, just lastly, I think that even the example that you gave of just creating your day is something that people can just take away and begin to utilize in their own life today phenomenal results yes. well, okay everybody uh, once again this is Constance Arnold with the Think Believe and Manifest talk show I have, I have over 500 archive shows that you can listen to and some people call it they go on a Constance binge on the weekends or however you want to do that riding in your car using your smartphone uh, you can listen to me make sure you share uh, this show with some of your friends who might uh might be struggling a little bit and as i say every week you may not know it or feel it but the love of god surrounds you and uh, that the best years of your life are ahead of you and i want you to make a decision today that i have the mind of god on the inside of me and i can do all things so make it a great week i love you And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.